we have slightly different views, but we all really agree on this uh, two party illusion thing. And definitely that there's a need in the media space to one, expose it and also to be able to freely talk about it. So I am super, super excited. Go ahead, Scott. Uh, let's see. So we're getting some feedback and it says sound is not sounding oh. in the channel, in the chat. So, well, that's oh, great. Okay. So um, that's all right. Well, let, just let us know in the chat if you guys can hear us now and, and we'll keep going. Just go yeah. ahead, Scott. Okay. Well, what I was going to say is my name is Scott. I do a show called Rebunked, uh, Rebunked News. Sound is now sounding. Okay. So there we Woo. go. Okay. Okay. And we got another no sound. Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> whatever, guys. <laughs> You know, we're, you can just stare at us, okay? You can just stare at us. It's fine. Like, we're, we're you know, you don't even have to listen to us. Like, we're just uh, radiating truth from this table right here. So, uh, and, and I'm also just realizing that I just, I brought a change of clothes after work, but I didn't put anything on. So, uh, I'm in my work shirt here. been uh, crushing all day on the job side. So, anyway. So, yeah, you guys, um, super excited, man. Like, ever since, like, I got to Tennessee and started working with Ryan here, um, it's just been mind-blowing you know what i mean and we've been doing a lot of like chatting offline and like trying to think of like what we can do to take maybe this endeavor on to the next level you know what i mean right. and it's not like like ryan needs our help or my help and <laughs> you know what i mean but it's just like i don't know man i feel like they're the the, the the world is ripe and ready for something and so i look at this as just like you know we have like these and we met courtney and i met mm -hmm. courtney you know miriam shout out to miriam hanane putting us in touch and it's mm -hmm. like I feel like the, the synergy potential is amazing. And it's like, we started talking about all these other projects we want to do, like man on the street stuff, like mm -hmm. producing documentaries. And I feel like there's so much, so much opportunity here. And so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to come together and we're looking at, okay, how do we take this that we've all kind of, we like, like Ryan's been in this for longer than any of us, you know what I mean? And like, he's just, uh, he's just a, a legend. And, and, you know, and, and it's like, Sierra's going to take over. And, now yeah, yeah. Yeah. and, and you, get, you get to see Sierra Vagabond here showing her Sierra face. Vagabond. Everyone always asks for her to show her face in the other show. So she'll be running around, I'm sure. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. She, she'll probably be a regular contributor to the show for sure. But anyway, so we're just looking for opportunities to to take it to the next level. And it's like, I didn't even find out until recently that the Daily Wire is here in Nashville. I didn't know that they were you here. Didn't know no, I didn't know that until like you like you told like when oh. we started talking. I had no oh, idea. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, really now? So I want to give them a run for their money. I want to be like the, the Daily Wire that like isn't that's is like totally cool like the cool daily one so anyway <laughs> so you guys so we were kicking around some ideas like for for what to call it and we just landed on pirate stream media because ryan kind of innovated the idea of of, of pirate streaming you know what i mean and it's yep. like it just fit that the brand is already there and and then ryan's kind of been such a pioneer fighting <laughs> censorship you know what i mean and so so it's just like i just am super grateful to be a part of this project so i appreciate the kind words scott thank yeah. you i mean it means a lot to me but i i think what what is really important is that we're trying to change the scene, you know, the, the sphere, the media space today. And, and what's important that I forgot to mention is that, so pirate stream media was kind of a collaboration discussion. Just so you guys know, I didn't argue, it's not me putting that forward. That actually was brought up by them. And I thought that was fantastic, but that's going to be the name of the kind of umbrella going forward that will start with us and hopefully broaden out into more people that want to be part of this kind of just a, you know, like a, a co-op essentially of, yeah. of media organizations but then we're also going to be planning on doing uh, intermittently our own just the three of us podcast. Now that's going to have its own name as well. Just so you know that what were the different names. This is just kind of meant to be introducing Pirate Stream Media to you guys very early. And we, you know, once we get the website set up and everything going, we're going to probably do kind of a a, a release 
rally essentially we were talking about we got more yeah. stuff coming your way but for, for now we just wanted to have a quick show and just enjoy the get get the bugs worked out in the studio and everything else and we're just going to go through some important topics today um you know me i've got a zillion tabs lined up about any number of things but we're kind of going to go around and just talk about different topics and and what's going on today and uh you know anywhere you guys in particular want to start not like article focuses but just broad topic what's on your mind right now what's the pressing idea that's right now on the spot, what is it? Well, I, mean, <laughs> I, I was listening and I, I messaged you guys asking if you were hearing the verdict on uh, Alex. Ah, uh, yes. Good place to start. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I recently, I was just telling Scott, actually on the way here, you know, somebody was uh, telling me I wasn't credible if, because I had recommended yeah. uh, Alex. Uh, as a yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to put this lady on blast now. <laughs> Um, but I think that really what people need to understand is that this is, you know, they tend to use him and not just him, mm -hmm. they use, but they had, they used him as an example for censorship back in 2015. Right. He was right. like, that's why there's banned that video. Right. Uh, because he was so banned and it was kind of like a beta test, a, like a pilot test. Uh, and now you see that's what they're doing to all of us. Mm -hmm. This is part of why we want to start this. Uh, is because of the rampant censorship. So they do these beta tests. And I, I think for people who try to either politicize this or make this a, a personality thing, like I like him, I don't like them, I, I think are really missing the point because this really is a, it, what they're trying to do and the example they're trying to set and the precedent legally that they're mm -hmm, trying to mm -hmm. set is potentially devastating for freedom. Absolutely. For, you know, the mm -hmm. First Amendment, uh, for this country, but really for freedom in general, for people around the world. So. Absolutely. Before you jump, because I know you yeah. got a lot to say about Go this. Ahead. I just want to say, because I mean, I don't, I don't think it's people are confused about my opinions on this. I'd like to say two things. One, wholeheartedly agree. No matter how you view this topic, this is important. And I've been saying that in general about the lawsuit, about other people being censored. However, I would say that I, I don't necessarily agree that it's I question still, rightly so, whether that was not what it looked like or whether he is part of what's happening or whether and we should. Right. Yeah. But the person that would say because you shared this, therefore, you're that that's dumb. <laughs> even even if you know that's controlled and maybe one you don't see it or they don't know, it's dumb to say that about people. I just want to throw that out there because I'll share information coming from people that I don't believe are honest because I still think it's important to go along. You see what I mean? Like it, it's it's just frustrating that people jump over the top. It's sort of like saying that because your video was censored. Therefore, you're the truth, or vice versa. It's this weird thing happening where people just assume. That's what I keep saying, like people right. need to start adjudicating the information, not the source. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And I think that the problem today is, and it brings us back to the main point, is that however this ends up, it will be used against us. Exactly. Period. Now and that's why it's concerning. Right, right. But that doesn't mean you have to agree with Alex Jones or even believe that he's honest, because I know you guys know that I don't think that, and yeah, I will I say right now that I was removed. Wrong from video, So yeah. I think that's an important <laughs> reality to make. I know that, that's important, but go ahead, Scott. What are, what are your thoughts? I, I agree. You know, there's a lot of issues I do take with him for sure. You know, and then, and, and I just, uh, but you know, I do have a soft spot for the legacy of what he's done. And I feel like it's more, without actually, I'm not even going to get into like him and all that stuff. Like really just the case itself. Like mm -hmm. I, I had somebody share something with me recently. Um, it was like this, I don't know, an essay or something like the, this argument discrediting, well, this is why Alex Jones is controlled opposition, why he's a shill, why he's a bad guy and all this stuff. And like the arguments were so like, I, I was like, wow, this is like really, really, this is like a third grade paper. You know what I mean? It was just really like bad. subjective and yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And one of the things they, they're they arguing, one of the claims they were making was that the trial itself is all staged. It's all staged and Alex is in on it. 
And their evidence was that because everything in the trial is so illegal, it has to be fake. <laughs> well, you know what's funny about that, though? That's not I, up until that last point. I'm like, come on, because there's no way they could possibly know that if you could ask that exactly. question. But it's funny you say that because it's somebody brought up the point about them saying you're not allowed to mention or talk about the First Amendment. Yeah. I'm like, how is that even real? You're not like, allowed to defend yourself at all. That does make yeah. me kind of question how that's even. That yeah. Yeah. Like that's. How does that sound real to anybody? Not to suggest that it's yeah. not actually a real trial, but like, why? Are, where are his lawyers? I mean, I haven't been watching the whole thing. It is a kangaroo. It's court. ridiculous. Well, yeah, that's, it's that's, like. <laughs> you, you, I don't know if either of you did hear today, though. But like, so it, uh, it, Jay Dyer was supposed to be doing the fourth hour today, mm -hmm. and they paused it and said, "Well, we're we're about to get the verdict," and that took up it took up the hour to wow. hear. Oh, listing off the money. Twenty million, eighty million. <laughs> 38 million and 560,000. I'm making up numbers, but that's basically what they kept doing. And it was just, it went on for an hour. It was, I mean, it really was kind of laughable. It's like, ridiculous. It's I mean, so the amounts, absurd. the whole thing. I mean, it's, it is pretty ridiculously hyperbolic, especially when you, I mean, you, why don't you guys tell me what's the real crux of what they're accusing? It's not just about misinformation. It's about him. They claim harassing the families and yeah, yeah, sending yeah. people Wait, to so do they're, things, they're, right? Here's the thing is that they they flat out said their goal, their agenda is to shut him up. Mm -hmm. That's what they and they have been pretty like blatant about that. Yeah. They said we want you off the air. And we see, want to shut you up. That's an important point to make because you could what they're gonna argue is well, we want to shut him up because he's attacking people. But that does that's irrelevant. No, no, no I'm not saying I'm, that's what they'll argue. That's what but we know what they're saying is we want to censor him, right? Yeah. But the problem is it doesn't matter what the justification is. Because that can easily change tomorrow to, well, we want to censor them because that does this or whatever, fill in the blank. You know, so again, the same point is whether or not you agree with the, any of it, whether it's all fake or all real. The same argument I used to make about Julian Assange is that yeah. people used to say, oh, he's a shell of the he's CIA. Fake, yeah. And I'm like, OK, maybe I don't see the evidence and so on. But now it's evolved so long where it's like, well, look, it doesn't even ma it matters. But in the context of how it might affect us all, it doesn't. Right. Even if he is a CIA show, you're still going to use the story to attack us, you know? And I'll just to be clear, I don't think that about Julian Assange, especially today. Yeah. But interesting point. It's crazy, man. And uh, yeah, so um, so I, I just I didn't resonate with that at all. And so I'm like, you know, so so I don't know, man. But uh, God, I just had something, too, I was going to say. But uh, okay. no worries. No, it's OK. Go ahead. Well, no, just so I, I think what's interesting, though, is that we are seeing a lot I don't think it's incorrect for people to question these things, but it becomes ridiculous once they start using their assumptions to say you're fake or they are this. And that's the big problem today. But it is a valid concern. Like there's a lot of stuff happening today out there where I'm very concerned. We're seeing like this transition to the new independent media or the new which happens. It happens every so many years. You know, we saw we saw a vice and all these people pop up. And what are they today? You know, it's very clear. Do you remember what you're going to say? Well, I was just going to say that, you know, who one of the main plaintiffs in this particular Connecticut trial is, it's the FBI agent who was investigating. So he's saying his feelings got hurt. It's not even one of the family oh members. God. It's the FBI agent that was investigating. And they, under deposition or when they were, uh, you know, when, when he was on the stand, they're like, did Alex ever mention you by name? No. Did you ever see your image on InfoWars? No. So how did they directly slander you? Like, I don't know. What, so he said, what, what was his argument? Feelings, yeah, he had feelings no, nothing. Were hurt. His feelings were hurt. About you what, know, though? I don't my, Who my knows? My feelings are very well, hurt yeah. that all these uh, media. It says, it says I, uh, Sandy Hook victims and an FBI agent who responded to the attack for the suffering he caused them by spreading lies on his platform about the massacre. Mm -hmm. So their feelings That's were hurt. crazy. Well, I my mean, feelings are very hurt yeah. that, you know, they were uh, the all these media experts and uh, 
all of these uh, politicians and all of these NGO representatives yeah. were telling me that, you know, this uh, injection would yeah. stop transmission. And now <laughs> that's not true. I, my feelings are very hurt. My feelings are very hurt. Can I get $80 million yeah. for yeah. my hurt feelings? Seriously. Well, so so yeah. here, here's the thing. For all the, the lives thing. that were taken. Here's the thing. Like, <laughs> basically, they got what they wanted. They got what they wanted in that they needed to set a legal precedent that this is how they can take people down mm -hmm. using this method. And this is the first time they've ever used the court system in this way, the civil court system. Yeah. Have you, are you familiar with the whole, what, like the, what they've done yeah, the, the, yeah. the default judgment and everything about how they basically, maybe not request, go ahead. They, so basically what happened is they requested all this discovery information. Right? Mm -hmm. They said, you need to give us all your emails, all your text messages, everything, everything, everything. Oh, right. 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 And, yeah. and so what the, apparently the way I understand it is that they, they wanted some Google analytics, some Google analytics that showed like, you know, how much he was profiting on the days up. End of the day, he lost money because of Sandy Hook. People went away from him. Like he didn't oh, yeah. make money on it. No. But uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I'd knows? have who to. Knows? I would have to see. I don't. I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, okay, but yeah, go yeah. Ahead. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> I don't know either. That's that's the word on the street. But anyway, so see that. Um, see, just real quickly. See, that's the thing. Even just talking about the articles and like the um, you know, this is what he said in the court, and this is what they said. I'm very skeptical about reading what partisan media says happened. Yeah. In any context, because yeah. I'm not saying it's not true. I mean, we know how ridiculous this stuff can get, and how kangaroo court system and all this but i'm when you hear these things like he's not allowed to say this or that i'm not following it and i'll say that so i'm not the one to ask yeah, but i question judge, is that really yeah, how the, that went down the judge, it, the judge, all of them though you know yeah. that that one i've heard I from a lot of people when you're talking about second party uh you know analysis or write-ups mm -hmm. like i i've watched I, granted i haven't like followed the entire thing but i have seen clips of the actual with him in court yeah and they have said like you're not allowed to say that you're innocent like you have yep. to say you're guilty Where's yep. the due process? Yeah, but see, I, 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 I'm not to say that I, I, you saw it. I trust you, but yeah. there's something there. Like I just don't even see because look, it's not as. Look, are they able to just blatantly do things like that? We all know they can. They will and they can. Mm -hmm. But yeah. that is about as ridiculous as saying like, I mean, that's that's saying the opposite. That's a, so you're not so you're you're innocent until proven guilty, but you're not allowed to say you're innocent. That doesn't make True. sense to me. There's well, got to no. be more to that story. Well, no, I just so, no, find no, it hard to believe. It's, it's, it's really that mind blowing. How they how they really just use this whole process. So they requested Google Analytics from him, but mm -hmm. because he got his YouTube channel taken down and they no longer had access to that, they said that you failed to provide the discovery information that we <laughs> demanded. Therefore, you are guilty. And so that's the default judgment against him. So this mm -hmm. trial, there's this this whole thing with you know the defense plaintiff. Like this has just been the damages phase. He was found guilty prior to it on default judgment. You know, and I do know I, I do know that civil is very different than yeah. than than yeah. criminal court. Totally. So maybe that's where that that's in there somewhere. Yeah. You know, I'm well, not an expert. It's, stuff it's, it's, but uh, it's pretty incre incredulous isn't it i mean it doesn't yeah. i can't find it hard to believe yeah, it's <laughs> they really did it and i also really watched them say we want to silence you like yeah yeah their goal. But see like, that that sure. is always the crux of the whole thing i mean that's so yeah. transparent but, you know but there's, so. there's that's not a, i mean that's not a legal argument yeah where, where's the legal argument i want you it, censored i mean it's being it's it's what's happening all these conversations now it's no longer really about as much as they want to say it about the facts and proof it's about the moral and you know the the wokeness of it all and saying well we all it, agree that the the anti-vaxxers are dangerous and bad so therefore you know and it's everywhere it's constant that's it's just yeah this is in, this is important yeah, yeah so really important. so it's basically the legal precedent that's been set so now they can come after any right. one of us they could they could subpoena me and they could sue me yep. and be like hey you need to give us this uh piece of paper where you talked about like blue dolphins uh last week we, and i'll we be like to go through your entire I'll like, email I'll be like, i don't i don't have anything to be with blue dolphins and they'll be like oh you're guilty you're guilty and then i don't know what translate exactly like that but that's but what you're... it is they request things that don't exist <laughs> request things that don't exist and then when i don't provide them you find me automatically guilty by default right right but again we're it's 
I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I look, these people are corrupt, dishonest, illegal yeah. people, and yeah. they would do anything they want at any time. But I think there's a little bit more to how that broke down well, as opposed yeah, to just. Maybe, but I think his point is valid. I agree. Point I agree. Is about the press legal president. Yes. Yes. Legally, then the next time. They don't need to go through the same procedure. Well, but to be clear, the legal precedent doesn't mean just because it took place during a trial that like that's a series of events. The precedent would be whether they're obligated to uh, to inter to provide evidence. You know, that there's I'm but just that's, but that's exactly it. So they could now set a precedent that in future cases that that's all that's needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. I just yeah. I'm, I'm I I need more on this to, to flesh oh, yeah. this out further. I just For frankly sure. because I feel like there's something more to the story. I think but the other big thing too. More to the story, but I I think that regardless of whether there's more to the story, how this ends up is a exactly significant, exactly it's absolutely tremendously important. I don't see how anybody could disagree with that. Yeah. I mean that's the but point. I, it's, it's, I, but that's I think that's what the problem is. It is. A lot of people get so uh, polarized because they either. They either politicize it, yeah. that's, you know, the broader scope, or they personalize it. Well, I like him, I don't like him, right. I agree with it. Right. It's actually irrelevant. I don't care whether you like the guy or you don't. Like, that's that's actually irrelevant in this matter. I it agree. absolutely is. And the other thing they wanted was the headline. The headline says a billion-dollar verdict against right. Alex Jones. Yep. So now all you other little truthers yep. out there, keep your mouth shut. I'll tell you what, I'm about to grab a shovel and drive to Connecticut tonight. What do you think of that, huh? <laughs> Sorry, I'm on your channel. I got I got a cool Oh, I don't. I don't okay, I don't care. But okay. but well, I, then, I mean, I'll, I'm gonna go ahead. I'll get ready for my responses if you want to get into this stuff. <laughs> it's a bad joke. It's a bad joke. But maybe we do need to dig. dig never mind. Well, no. I mean, look. The, the point. The point about that whole story yeah. is the same thing I say every time. And I talked about this when the whole Sandy Hook thing was happening. Yeah. And I, I mean, there's there's no censorship of any kind on this platform or T Lab or anything else. I don't. Care. We're not worried about being censored on any channel. I don't care. But so my point is. It, you should be allowed to talk about these conversations. You should be allowed to dive in and ask questions. I don't care how uncomfortable, how feelings get hurt. I really don't yeah. care. I mean, I don't, I, you know that I care, but yes. in the context of the truth, not, right. Not and, and that's the problem. So Sandy Hook, there's plenty of things that I pointed out and, along with everybody else that were very confusing, very strange. The people, the way the crowds work, the, the overlap of the people that were there. There's a thousand examples that go, okay, there's something amiss here. Now the problem that they try to they they, they don't they want to create a situation where it's the whole extreme part of it right where to him you know they're framing it as attacking people calling out the families getting people to dox everybody and blah 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 now look if that's actually what happened you can make an argument about that doxing people is not okay right mm -hmm. and you know putting people blah 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 but the point comes down to you have to be allowed to ask uncomfortable questions yep. whether it's about dead children or anything else i mean it's ridiculous and that we even got to this point where you pretend that's the case go ahead and i think that that's exactly what they want they want mm -hmm. it to be where you can't ask the question yep and that that's actually what this is all about is they, they want to frame it so that people don't so that one people are shamed so that or scared so they don't ask questions and then to also to set a legal precedence where people actually can't yeah right and and look it's working it right. Is. I mean, to some degree, there's I mean, I would say to the, the majority, yeah. you're not going to see very, very right now, especially you're going to see very few people bringing this up at all. Right. And and that's that's unfortunate because right. they'll talk about Alex Jones, but they won't. You know, I mean, look, I, I would be totally willing to do an entire show going back through the information about this. Yeah. I, I straight up today with even with what's happening, check it you out. should be allowed. I, to. I just did one about two months ago, guys. Go check out Rebunk News. I just had Oli Demigard, Steve Poikinen, Charlie Robinson, right. Monica Perez. We did a deep dive into school shootings, false flags. Remember to send that to me. I'll include it with 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 uh yeah 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 including like an hour on sandy hook so oh good good, good. yeah we're like dude i'm, I'm like 
that was after Uvalde. That was after the Uvalde thing. Right. And I'm mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and that was after I saw uh, Matthew McConaughey, right? Did you see that at the yeah. press conference yeah. where he like laughs at the press conference? And I'm like, okay, that's it. Ollie Demogard, get in here. We're going to get to the bottom of this. And so I was like, there's a lot of questions about Uvalde. Yeah. Of oh, course, yeah. Of course. So, and we should be able to ask, ask those questions, questions, you know? But, but, you know, it, and I will also say, though, and this should not in any way encroach on the truth or being able to ask questions, but there's a level of sensitivity that should go along with this, of sure, course, you know? Sure. And that goes without saying. And I'm not even suggesting that they didn't uphold that, you know? It's just, but so the problem, though, is that not problem, but I would say for me, the only reason I wouldn't do that, and again, I've done it new, I've numerous times while that was a focus, is just because I don't think that's the most important story that we should be focusing on today, you know? And in a way, that whole thing is going to bring that back up. It always does. You know, like I always point this out about Vegas because I feel like that was one of the most obvious ways that they used this tactic. But, I mean, you remember after the whole Vegas very obvious manipulation situation that they're, they trickled these things out for – I mean, months afterward, even longer, where they'd be like, here's a, a camera of this hallway where people were moving. And they're like, oh, my God, it's a new footage of the camera. And there was nothing new, nothing important. But people would all talk about it and theorize and be like, that guy's wearing this shirt and it's connected to this. And Good. Ask those questions. But they use those things to keep people talking about them long after, mm-hmm. you know, in a certain way. Anyway, I think that's big today. And I think we see that all over the place. Sure. I actually think that's happening a lot with the obvious vaccine the crumbling narrative Mm -hmm. and just anything else they can get people talking about right now. You know, I think that's pretty clear. Yeah. I think that's a huge part of how, uh, you know, the dialectical uh, attacks work Mm -hmm. that they, they keep uh, both sides arguing about something while they're firing the future attacks and people are still stuck arguing about what's already happened. Well, Mm -hmm. so they're not prepared and they're caught off guard Mm -hmm. and then they can start fighting about the next thing. Yeah. That's an actual quote. Somebody said that Richard Grove talks about it on a show all the time where I can't remember who it was, but one of these guys says like, I think it was Dick Cheney maybe or something (laughs) where it says like, you know, we are the ones creating history while you guys are still trying to figure out what we did. We're here like making the future. Like, right. That's that's a, that's a Cheney would know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's such a tact. It's everywhere, you know. And this is what we need to see. Like, okay, here's a good example. But did you ever? Were you bringing up something for the Alex Jones conversation? Okay, I didn't want to jump to the next topic. Do it. But here, here is something, and this is something I was just mentioning on the tail end of another show. And what's frustrating about this, for what I'm showing on, is basically a the the conversation that's been happening around transmission. You seen that lately, which yeah. is super important. The member of European Parliament yeah. called out that. But what's yeah. interesting is her. So for those that aren't familiar, called out the member, uh, the Pfizer lady in in the, in the the hearing, and asked her whether they knew before if it would stop transmission. Her response was in regard to stopping immunization. I mean, whether that was an intentional misspeak or whatever. Ah. But so that in and of itself adds this. So people that are don't not wanting to hear it are like, she's not what even what she said. Blah blah blah. But the point is. This is old news, not because I talked about it or anybody else. Forbes should get the credit for it. Forbes in 2020 talked about this and did the entire breakdown of the actual trials and said they do they don't even look or try to find out stop transmission. That they was back when they were trying to blame it on Trump, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. But so they, that's actually a great point. Maybe that's why they rolled yeah, it out. So. But so he this guy talked about it, William Tail or something. I talked about it then. I've seen Jordan Satchtel. I mean, it's it's just kind of strange to me that this is like this breaking story, not that it's been admitted to, but that this is the first time we heard about it. And I thought that was strange because like Tucker had the guy on, they're all talking about it. And so it's great. I mean, I'm glad to see people seeing that. But well, why now, even though it's been there the whole time and it's been proven the whole time? I feel like they always do this. Uh, right. Not to change the topic, but just to give another example. Mm-hmm. But, you know, right now we, we have that whole media blitz about 
how uh, chemical imbalance is, is not the indicator of anxiety and depression. Therefore, SSRIs don't work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like The media went crazy with this. But meanwhile, the studies on that were all done in like the 90s. And then there was another wave of it around like 2008, 2012. We're now in 2022. And suddenly they're talking about it. Why now? Right. And I have theories on, about why now. And I think it's a very convenient. Uh, I think they there are big plans for Big Pharma's next push with the uh, the more holistic, like plant medicine. Mm. mRNA. Uh, what about mRNA? Like, yeah, yeah. MRNA well, go ahead. You have, yeah. What's your What's your I'll, thoughts I on? Hear about that because I, I I agree. It's an interesting topic. So I, I'm seeing, <laughs> and I talk a lot about this. Not always a popular topic, but so I'm seeing this big push for plant medicine in mm -hmm. the holistic space from a lot of like gurus, big influencers. You know, like Aubrey Marcus and Joe Rogan. Mm -hmm. and, and you're seeing it in trends. So you're seeing it like in fashion. I mean, I'm even seeing mushrooms on children's clothing. I don't know when mushrooms became like, you know, artistic fashion, you know. Since um, the 60s. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what it reminds me of. And mm -hmm. that's why I'm so kind of my antenna is a little raised because it reminds me a lot of, you know, we know what the, the CIA involvement it was in the counterculture drug movement in the 60s. And this feels very reminiscent of that. Interesting. Uh, so, and I think it's going to be, I, I think it's multifaceted. I don't think it's just a one, you know, mm -hmm. one, one purpose, uh, but I don't think it's one dimensional, but I do think that there is a, a big pharma agenda mm -hmm. tied to it. It's like, okay, well, you know, so SSRIs, SSRIs don't work so well for anxiety, depression, but now that we have something we new, have, we have something new and now we can patent in, we're going to put our big mm -hmm. pharma label on it and, yeah, so I, I do see that that's, and I'm already seeing it. I mean, mm -hmm. they're already going in that direction. So that's what what concerns me is exactly that last part. That because look, I'm a wholeheartedly an advocate for anything natural, mm -hmm. even even coming to pharmaceutical uh, or not pharma, uh, rec recreational drugs. Mm -hmm. I I'm, I will talk all day about Laurel Canyon and and the manipulation there, but I do think that there is some absolute benefit whether cannabis or anything else to kind of expanding your mind and anything in moderation. But I agree that there's a manipulation there, but today it's just like everything else, like the transition to something like GMOs. Mm -hmm. Like I agree with you. I think that there's something coming right under the right next behind that. That's going to be looking like it's natural and new, but something that they've like, it's the whole great reset idea. Totally. You know, it's all the new stuff, but under guise sustainability, but it's not, but you know? Not. Yeah. And it's also, it's this huge push towards it. So, you know, when I think the reason why it's not popular when I bring this up is people are like, Oh, I had this huge like breakthrough when I did my ayahuasca trip. And I'm not saying nobody has ever had a positive experience. That's not what I'm saying. But there seems to be an industry behind oh, it. Oh, totally. It, That's I don't like that. Push. And the reality is it's not beneficial for everyone. There are a lot of people who have really, really, really bad experiences and they're life altering negative experiences. Yeah, yeah. I've you heard know? that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it shouldn't be like a panacea that's pushed on everybody. Yeah, and it yeah. really is being pushed. And I think the other thing too, is when you think about like you bring, bring up the great reset, mm -hmm. right? So what, what is the idea behind the great reset? The great reset is about dropping boundaries and borders, right? They want, there are going to be no more nation states. There's mm -hmm. going to be a mm -hmm. one world government. There's going to be a one world religion. We are all one. This is a very occult new age type of a, uh, 
a, a thought mm-hmm. process, right? Yeah, I, well, I, I don't, I, I don't think I would say a cult new age, but I agree with your direction where you're going for sure. I agree. Well, with I it. mean, that is very much what you know, occultism or a cult. I, I would say new age actually. I think a cult will apply in a lot of different ways, but sure, new I, age is an over. Uh, yeah, kind of, <laughs> right. A new age kind of spins out of occultism, though. Mm. Uh, you know, when you look at the Theosophical Society and Madame Blavatsky, and that's kind of who popularized new mm. age. And I it's just such a, a like a new order. It's such a like a, a commercialized, you know, <laughs> crystal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the premise behind it is that we are all one. There is no individuation, yep, no yep. individual individuality, and we are all one. And that's where they want us to go. And in fact, I saw and I, I keep playing his name. I'm gonna have to go look him up. But he was a Canadian tech entrepreneur. And it, he was like a very uh, hardcore capitalist. You know, he's an entrepreneur and uh, he did a big uh, ayahuasca trip and came back and he said, I get the goals, uh, you know, like essentially he was uh, advocating for Agenda 2130 and uh, the sustainable, the 17 hmm. sustainable goals and particularly the UBI. And he was saying, well, you know, I understand we are all one, you know, <laughs> there there is no individual. And I'm not saying everybody who does this is going to have this experience, but when you strip the boundaries, it's much easier to push these kind of ideas. Totally, totally. I, I don't necessarily see the one world religion overlap to that, but I'm sure it's shoehorned in there by some people somewhere. Because I do, I think the transhumanist technocratic direction is kind of like counter to the idea of like religion in general, whether they say that or not. It's the, it's the, it's the their religion. It's it's counter. To yeah. Yeah. But it's not like a, a, like a spiritual thing to them other than they are the, they want essentially. Right, 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 right. Okay. Uh, you know, and they literally say that, I mean, you've all know Harari said it. He said mm-hmm. that um, they are going to transcend the biblical God. They will. Well, he didn't say transcend. God, it's so supersede. scary. <laughs> he said they will supersede this biblical God because the biblical God is only capable of creating organic material, Ugh. but they will be able to create inorganic material, and so therefore they will supersede. Uh, and so, I mean, he admits that yeah. that's that's their goal. They, they see themselves to... as the deity, which is it's just creepy. And his book is called uh, Homo Deus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It literally mm-hmm. means man right. God. God, it's just it's an, it's incredible how on the surface this all is. You know, just constantly. But to, to bring it back to the, the point, no, no, I, I'm, I'm going to include what you were saying because it's so interesting. I, that whole topic about the the, the depression, I, it, it really does cut host to home for me because my my best friend in the world ended up taking his own life like less than a month after he was like, oh, no, it was anyway, right after he was prescribed these drugs. It was one of the happiest go lucky people in my life. And anybody, it was it just out of nowhere. And I know, I mean, they're, that's what they're seeing today. It was, it's wrong. But the, 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 the frustrating thing is that, oh, it's okay. Thank you. I mean, it's 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 been a while, but somebody's you know grew up with them you know but it's 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 what we're seeing is a way for them so what your argument what your point was that they're rolling out this story now and only admitting now that doesn't work knowing that they've known the whole time now they've got the next step and that's always how they work so the point about the transmission thing is you know not like for instance it's good that we know they don't work but we should ask why are they telling us now and that's why so apply that to the idea of the flow of information through anything through politics new you know any situation and so the question needs to be, what's the benefit to them to admit now that it doesn't work, exactly. right? And why would they do it now? Why is Tucker having this guy on and not pointing out that it's been discussed? For instance, Tal Zacks from Moderna said this in an interview in 2021. He verbatim said, we know it doesn't stop transmission. They should. They didn't pay us enough to do the trials. Like, I've, I've been reporting this forever. Well, so why don't Moderna they say knew that? It back in 2017 when they were- well, exactly. <laughs> the cancer therapy, yeah. Exactly. This, but this was when he admitted during <laughs> right. COVID land that it wasn't happening. But there, we see a lot of that stuff. It wasn't 
wasn't just transmission. We saw that with the, the lab. We saw that with masks. So, I, you know, and I don't want people to think it's about like, look at us. We said it first or anything like that. It's like, what's the end game here? Why would they put it out now? And what are they trying to cover and up is, and so on? You know, it's what are they rolling out next? Yeah, exactly. Why is it now? Because what is their next quote unquote solution they have in store for us? Right. And that's what very concerning. Transmission. What's the next problem they're going to have for us? Right. Yeah. Well, that's a, see, that's a good way to think about it, right? So they're allowing us to think at the very least that the injection is not what it seems. Exactly. And that could be because they know they've lost control of the narrative. I do think that's part of it that's because of it. independent media has destroyed their entire agenda, I think, yeah. in regard to that. Yeah. But then they got a lot of people to do it anyway. So now they're going, okay, this doesn't work. Maybe it's because they're going to bring the next the next evolution of it out, the bivalent push, right. maybe DeSantis and Colsey Gabbard win the next presidential election. And now they've got their good vaccine. You know, it's like, that's right. where I see all this going. I don't know. What do you guys think? Any mm. thoughts on where that might I go? I don't know, but I think it is something like that. I think mm. that they're going to, I don't know if they're going to roll out another, uh, if it's another vaccine or another uh, pharmaceutical product, yeah. or if they're going like. to try and use that as a, another lockdown strategy I know they really want to do their climate lockdown. So, oh, that's interesting. Well, what about the idea that well, now we're realizing this doesn't work, and we only just found out, so now we have to put everyone back on lockdown, or right. like that—that that wouldn't surprise me. That's crazy. I mean, I don't know, but I I do think that they're 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 leaving the the door open to come in with another solution. Hey, this right. didn't work. You know, we realized the cat's out of the bag. We can't really put it back in anymore, and they want to because I know they want to put. They want to implement some other kind of control measure mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and some other depopulation measure as well. Well, here's, change. here's one of the things I got. We were asking this question in like 2020, right? When mm -hmm. we're like 2021, once we started to see the the narrative switch over to climate change or once they were very blatantly telling us that the next iteration of this is climate change, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So we were trying to brainstorm Even and maybe we'll throw it out to the audience in the chat. Like, what do you guys think? Because like the mask was the outward visual representation of your allegiance and your fealty to this psyop, <laughs> right? right? And so this yeah. indicated that you are you have you've completely submitted and you're going along with this agenda. So what is now going to be the outward projection of the climate change agenda? Like what is what mask are probably? Are you, about masks? Yeah, like, seriously, like gas, yes, masks, gas masks, yeah. right? Yeah. Like we were thinking, some of the people are like, well, I got an electric car. Maybe if you have an electric mm -hmm. car, but it seems like it has to be something very easy, yeah. practical, something. And so we were thinking too, like the social credit score. It's going to have to be like oh, your, totally. your social credit score, mm -hmm. or even like you know some sort of like Google Glass environment where everybody has like their little number floating above their head. Yeah. You know what I mean? That shows well, like their credit score. That's the, that's the whole the augmented reality. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's that. You don't need the glasses for like, yeah. you need, all you need is your phone. Yeah. Right. They just, you just put the lens through and you go, Oh, oh I don't yeah. want to get next to that guy. Yeah, He's exactly. low score. So, you so know, it's be augmented reality, social credit score. Kind of yeah. like that black mirror episode. I mean, they have it. They what have if it. metaverse me, meta Twitter, yeah. I, how much you want to bet you just, you probably just nailed it, Scott. And I bet you these platforms already have a, a, a what do they call that? Augmented reality is what the whole thing is, but there's a name for, the way that you can look through your phone and, and look at the world may just uh, maybe it is augmented. Over, yeah. yeah, I think that's augmented. That's VR. Well, but I, th I think there might be a specific term for that. Anyway, the point is, yeah, that that's going to be implemented and all you do is just update it one day and you, know, you just all have Twitter. We yeah. all of a sudden already have it. And you're like, yeah. oh my God, we all have scores like that. You, they already have this stuff. Oh, credit totally. scores uh, yeah. and all this different stuff. It's all there. So that's, yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Definitely. So I don't know. Let's I go back see. to the mask though, because yeah. they've already tripled down on this ridiculousness. They keep pushing it for flu. There's already colleges that are saying, we're going to do it indefinitely. Did you see that? Yeah. No, There's colleges no. that have said that themselves. And I'm like, so you don't trust the science then? Like, you know, making fun of them. Like they haven't been trusting it the whole time, but who are they trusting now? <laughs> you know, it's well, like. <laughs> masks serve so many purposes for them. I mean, yeah. 
you know, they uh, they dumb people down. They literally reduce IQ. They, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Increase susceptible, <laughs> susceptible to infection. Your yeah, immune system goes down. Exactly. So your immune system is uh, uh, downregulated. Yep. You're uh, you're atomized from other people. So mm-hmm. you're more likely to be depressed and anxious and therefore you're more susceptible to mind control and whatever, so, quote unquote, solutions they want to put forth. Um, but it's also a it, also for technology. It uh, it enhances their um, you know like facial recognition yep. uh, because now you're partially covered, so they can uh, they have to uh, have more fine tuned facial mm. recognition. Yeah. I already saw an article come out about that where yeah. they already said like where it's like you know now you don't even need to see your face. Your all you need is your eyes for the yep. facial. It's like oh yeah, exactly hey guys. right. Hey guys, yeah. every time I see yeah. someone in a mask these days, I'm like. Dude, they just figured out time travel. Like, how did you get here, man? Like, it's somebody from 2020 figured out how to jump time to 2022. Like, you guys didn't get the memo? Come on. Yeah, seriously. But that's the other thing is it's, it is a virtue signal. So they know who the vulnerable population is. They know who they can throw things at and who will comply. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Totally. Crazy, man. I don't know. Well, yeah, no, I definitely think that's the next step, though. I think that what we're seeing is the the whole climate change push. Well, it's not even I mean, climate change is just I think the it's obviously been pushed for a long time. And it's obviously they've got enough people to believe that it's like the so dire we're all going to die that they can't give up on it now. But I think it's just kind of a place filler. Like they don't really need that to be the next thing. They just need us to think we need to track carbon, to think that we need to monitor how we use these things in life so they can grade us on it. The ESG, yeah. sustainable development goals, that's what it all ties into. It, it all ties into that. I mean, well, they, they write about that. I mean, yeah. they're, they're pretty blatant about it. I mean, you read Klaus Schwab's book and he literally yeah. says, and he, you know, before the pandemic happens, he tells us that we're going to learn all these lessons from this pandemic about, uh, yeah, I'm saying pandemic, but I mean, it yeah. never happened yet. It didn't even happen. And he tells us we're going to learn all these lessons about how we can save the, the environment you know from it's, climate change and you and didn't happen to have that book already written did you like, the, right yeah, right yeah, it, come it on. was already written well, what's what's and crazy thing, he, he, and he's telling us about all these lessons that we're going to learn about the climate like and about the environment and how we can save the environment from this uh this quote-unquote virus that hadn't happened yet everything they predicted in all these things whether event to a one or the books or the conversation every one of these people that stood up and said this is a great opportunity for us to do look at what they said to where we are now i mean they obviously knew what was going to happen like and we all know this by the way but the people that are watching don't though that's a good way to segue into that Our but we we back in 2010 yeah, or like, or the european union's roadmap from 2017 to 20 it shows you that right in this little pocket is when id uh, vaccine passports will be coming out mm-hmm. you know it's just like it's just so many things that they obviously knew and saw coming and it's just painfully obvious they didn't see it coming they planned it i mean these are their no i mean i mean the fact that they you know they they yeah, yeah. they executed this and yeah. they let they led us down this they they knew that they were going to be doing this in 2020 and so on and it's just and but i argue that they it could didn't have to be that they knew this or knew like they could have just used what happened or they could have i do believe that they're involved in this but i'm just yeah. for it to be objective well, the point why, is i mean if you look at the document that operation lockstep was in operation lockstep is actually pages 16 to 26 of, oh yeah you know, the, the rockefeller documents mm-hmm. like uh, over 100 pages and there are several different uh uh operational plans oh now we're yeah. moving to the cybersecurity one right yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah. That that's that's what's popping yeah, the off hack right attack. now. The, yeah, the hack was, attack. That's there it. was a bunch yep. of them. I think there were four main ones. Yep. And but but if you look at what happened in 2020, I would say 
like there are elements of each of them that were used. And I think that's what happens is they do these beta tests, right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you know, like eventual one and they do Modi SARS and they do all these role plays and then they, they war game it essentially. And they, they do beta tests and, uh, throughout. I, I feel like every 10 years they do a big one mm-hmm. and they kind of test to see how people respond. And then based on the responses and how, what actually happens, that's how they decide what line of attack to use. Right. Well, I think that's exactly how, I mean, that's all, that's all of this is they, they gauge how we're, how invested we are, mm-hmm. how much we, you know, and this is what Jordan Peterson says all the time. I actually think I have that clip in here. Who he said in the past anyway, that this is, they, they, it's never set in stone to be done at this date, at this way. There's a thousand different plans and contingencies and, but it all generally has a goal, you know, and then, uh, where is it? I think I've, it's a good clip to play because yeah yeah, well basically what he's saying in here is that they just you know they they push you until you finally push back and then they wait and they let you get comfortable and then they then start again this is a mark six tactic it's called uh mid uh midline violence and essentially you know the analogy would be like we've all heard the like poke the bear Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it's where you don't actually touch and you know like i'm here and i'm just like if you keep doing that to a person, eventually they're Scoot like, back. Yeah, no, get right, away. right, right. And, and they're like, wait, why, why are you attacking me? You're crazy, you know? Right. So you're standing there poking them, you know? Per, exactly. And see, that's an interesting kind of addition to it because this is more like they're poking you until you go, stop yeah. poking me. Right. Whereas that's like a subtle, you yeah. you feel you moved. You made your own decision. That's almost more nefarious. You know, it's it like is. interesting. It but it is a specific Marxist tactic. Yeah. It's called midline by, uh and and this really is about like the mass psychosis go ahead say it again what is it mid-level violence yeah mid-level violence this is like the mass psychosis and and how people have allowed themselves be put in this position because people always ask like how did this how could this possibly happen you know how could like i saw a meme the other day where somebody said you know nobody will ever ask again how it was possible that jim jones got him to drink that kool-aid oh yeah you know what i mean it's like (laughs) we now see how that happens you know let's let's play this clip how it gets to the point well, where thing, things get to terrible places one tiny step at a time you know if i encroach I, if i encroach on you and i'm sophisticated about it i'm going to encroach two millimeters i'm going to encroach right to the point where you start start to protest then i'm going to stop then i'm going to wait then you're going to calm down then i'm going to encroach again right to the point where you protest then i'm going to stop then i'm going to wait and i'm just going to do that forever and before you know it, you're going to be back three miles from where you started, and you'll have done it one step at a time. And then you'll go, oh, how'd I get here? And the answer was, well, I pushed you a little farther than you should have gone, and you agreed. And so then I pushed you a little farther than you should have gone again, and you agreed. And if anybody's interested in this sort of process, and this is a horrifying book, if you want to read about how this process works, you can read a book called Ordinary Men by Robert Browning. <laughs> Now, I'm going to play one more clip, and maybe this can set us up for another discussion about this, since we kind of been having a good discussion about, in general, like the idea of free speech and, and yeah. censorship and so yeah. on. Here's another clip by Jordan Peterson. I don't even know if I play this yet. I've had this in here for a while, and this is about hate speech and regulation around it and how that's being abused and so on. Mm-hmm. You know, this is why they were so, like, clear. I, I clearly, I definitely think something was done to him. That's just my opinion. I don't know if you guys in the store, let's talk about it afterwards. This is what Jordan Peterson. Oh. What, oh, what happened to him and so on. He, he, this is why he's such a threat to them because he's objective. He's not aligned to one party or the other. And I think this is what they're most afraid of. I really believe that. 
Well, I feel like he's changed quite a bit. Though. Oh, totally. That well, let's talk about afterward. I think he's okay. a totally different person now. Yeah, but he too. he's like operating on like twenty percent of what he once was, and I think well, it's because I have of that. Of theories on that. Oh, okay, let's get into it. Let's play this. The idea that there's hateful speech—it's like, yeah, okay, that's self-evident, no problem. Well, let's regulate it. Okay, fair enough, because it's hateful. You know, maybe we'd rather that there wasn't any of it. Okay, no problem. Who defines hate? Well, we'll worry about that later. It's like, no, you won't. That's actually the problem. Here's the answer to who defines hate. Those people that you would least want to have define it. That will be the inevitable consequence of the legislation. Because sensible people won't have anything to do with that. Like people who are power mad will gravitate to that domain to make an ethical case to exercise their controlling power over the language of other people. No, and I've had journalists say, well, what makes you think that your right to free speech trumps the right of someone to not be offended? And I think that's really the level of our political discourse. Sorry, I forgot that was a, I guess apparently I had that as an ending. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what a great, what a great yeah. quote. I mean, it's exactly, you know, and I, when you really think about it, we see that happen in every facet, not just hate speech, where you have these radicalized people in power that ultimately are you know, radicalizing everybody else with the direction while they're framing people like us that are objective as the radicalized extremists. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. What do you think of that? Straight out of rules for radicals. I want to <laughs> give a big shout out. This guy on Instagram, uh, he has a Telegram channel too. It's Fork Faced. Fork Faced. Have you ever guys ever heard of Fork Faced? Mm -hmm. He does, I don't know how he does it, but he does these really good deep fakes. Okay. Where he like takes someone like actually like, like that, but he like somehow like synthetically puts a mouth and makes them say just ridiculous stuff. And he does some great like Jordan Peterson, like little parody clips and oh. parody clips for everybody. Like That's everybody funny. gets, gets, gets it. I don't know how he does it, but big shout out to fork face. It's pretty awesome. It's the future. I mean, it's I'm surprised hilarious. deep fakes haven't been a more it's of a hilarious. focal point in these conversations. I mean, it's, yeah. they've been around forever yeah. and they're very, it's impossible yeah. to know. It's probably, it's probably half the media in front of us today. We don't even know that. Yeah. It's yeah. Crazy. Anyway, fork face is on point. Guys. Fork faced. I'm going to check it fork out. Face. Nice. Right. I'll read this quote that this from Bertrand Russell that, rings true with this whole conversation it's while what the whole problem with the world is that fools and fanatics are always so certain of themselves while was are people so full of doubts yeah. and that's where we are that's is exactly that you got where we are the people chipping on twitter and screaming about the right thing the right you know and these everyone else is, is the people that are are more wise tend to be like well i'm not sure you know right. like let's see how this plays out i want more information and then they get drowned out by the peanut gallery well, you know well and also and there is the the other component of it which is the propaganda that is trying to undermine the people who are reasonable yep. and make them uh, less comfortable voicing any opinion they do have or even ask the questions that they may have right Right. So we saw that with the doctors and the vaccines and exactly. it's exactly the same that's thing. Exactly what happened. So yeah, with, with Jordan Peterson, I mm -hmm. feel like he's a I I mean <laughs> I I was a huge Jordan Peterson fan. Mm -hmm. I do feel like he has changed so much. Uh and you know I I know we all publicly know that he had the benzodiapine addiction yep. and then he had the epoxia and he went off to Russia for a treatment. He was in a coma for I think it was about 6 months. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know, and obviously this is just speculation. I, I will preface that, but we don't really know what happened. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like he came back very, very different. Now you could say, well, that's a very traumatic experience, and mm -hmm. who knows what. I think there's more to it. I think there's a lot more to it. And when you look at some of these uh, MK Ultra cases, ah, there's a lot of similarity, right? They, what, what do you think? What, what's your what's your what's your even if we can theorize. That's okay. okay. What do you think? <laughs> As long as you're comfortable with that, I'm fine with yeah, that. No, I'm totally fine with it. Um, well, I, I actually do think he was a huge threat. 
Uh, who's uh, threat? Yeah, yeah. I do. I think he was a threat. Um, there was a huge uh, movement towards. So uh, if you look back uh, years ago, you know they would always say uh, on the that part of the reason why the political right wasn't successful is because they had poor messaging. Mm. And typically, the argument was, well, you know, it's really because the messaging would be personal responsibility, and that's not sexy. Right. You know, I mean, who, who wants to do that? Like, who wants to go make your own bed and clean your right. room? And that yeah. is actually what Jordan Peterson made popular. And he had a huge following because I think the, the culture had shifted so much to the other way that I think people really did hunger for that. I mean, that mm. is actually human nature. Um, and especially men, they want to feel capable. They want to. It's hardwired in them to be providers and uh, to to be able to take care of things and to, to, to hunt for things. And mm -hmm. so there, but our culture has very much, I mean, they, they've gone after men and women, but I think mm -hmm. there's been a huge emasculation. Oh yeah. Men. So I think, you know, part of the way to remasculate men is to teach them to take personal responsibility and uh, to go clean their room, you know? So it's victimhood, uh, man. Like, right. we, we, I, we, I, it's the victimhood Olympics, man. Everyone's a victim. Yeah, seriously. Everyone's competing to be the biggest victim and mm -hmm. they need a society of victims. In fact, like we're being ruled by a bunch of victims. You yeah. know what I mean? They're like, oh, oppression Olympics. Absolutely. the oppression Olympics, like everybody's and the second you're trying to speak like a pro, like, like empowerment, like, like non victimy message, then you're gone. You're out. Yeah. I can think of lots of examples of that. Yeah. And that it's was... not even about what they're saying, the, the, the content of what they're saying. It's, it's more about the, the whole ethos of like promoting, individuality and 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 not, right. you know shattering the victim consciousness and he's yeah. exactly and he i think he did a lot of that there was a huge movement so i, I think in a lot of ways he was uh very dangerous to uh culturally culturally to their agenda yeah they need cultural hegemony for their agenda to be successful uh so i i kind of do think that there was a a, a plan to kind of when you look at so when <laughs> just you, go and say and, it. And just go ahead and say it. Go. Chill. He sucks. Okay. So when you look at um some of the like celebrities who now the age for timeline is different, but mm -hmm. usually at around 30, a lot of these like celebrities will have breakdowns, right? Which is very typical with MK yep. Ultra because it's when the brain starts to reintegrate and they start to traumas start to resurface. Uh, but they typically go into rehab. Right. That's yeah. usually what happens. Yeah. It's a rehab. Uh, but when you look into some of the the research and the declassified documents, you see that the rehab is really more. I mean, I've talked to some uh, people who work with SRA survivors and I've actually talked to X SRA survivors. And, uh, you know, a lot of these rehabs are really uh, to uh, re-traumatize so that they don't recall and they don't have a resurfacing. So you think he's so. You, I just, I'm just trying to flesh out what you think is that he was previously, he was always like an MK Ultra kind of person, and that that's him going back, or they did something to him, and that's where they initiated it. And what's the reasoning? Just, I want to, I'm interested. Yeah. What's the? I mean, I don't have the answer. This is really just me, like trying. Just I, I'm picking out just the fleshing it out. Right yeah, now, yeah. But I do feel Wouldn't like surprise he me. Was targeted. Um, I, I feel like that he, they saw him as a threat, and okay. I think they yeah. want, they want to control him. I see. Um, I see. So I think that they're they want because here's the thing now he seems to be like the poster child for every psyop. Yeah, how so? 
I, I mean, he he got the jab and like. Oh right, right, right. right. Like, yeah, that's I, I interesting. That's the first one that comes to mind. We should people should not balk at the idea of MK Ultra or the way. I mean, it's it's oh. it, everything it's under the sun real. shows you that it never really stopped, and I mean, no. there's so much around that. That's interesting. I mean, because it would. That's a scary thought to think if they can pluck somebody out of that kind of a position, that mm -hmm. known. If that's the case, mm -hmm. that would be fucking terrifying. Well, I'm not saying it's the case. Oh no, I know, I know. Theorizing, I wouldn't it's. Be surprised if that something. I do think that the, he's a threat and that they, that he was a threat and that they wanted to yeah. use they, you know, it, it's like any, any, anything powerful could be for good or for evil and totally. they want him on their team. Yeah. That's a great thought. I mean, it's, it's a scary thought and it's totally possible. And that's the idea is that, so I think what he was doing was empowering and possibly mm -hmm. getting, showing us what I've been saying this whole time during COVID is that the majority was never what we thought it was. And the people were so desperate and thirsty for anybody to come out and be like, this is bullshit. Right. All this woke is a conversation. It's not real. And, he, you know, just and, and, and not necessarily take it to the other extreme, which was what you see in the party paradigm where it's like, you know, pro masculinity. And, you know, and then, right, then, right. then you get somewhere in the middle. He comes out and just says, look, we're allowed to be what we are. And, you know, and I, I just think that he is at the time anyway. And I agree. Yeah. I'll get to that in a second. But at yeah. the time, he was just very pressing about it and coming out with, you know, showing you things that people were trying to get out there and thinking that wasn't being allowed to be discussed. And, and then also coming out with clips like this and comments and, and doing his, um, what was it like the symposium he did with uh, Dave Rubin and going around, it was, just, it was all really great stuff and yeah. it was objective. And then something happened now, whatever that is. And I think I love your thought on that. Cause it's such an, it's, it really freaks me out. Cause I, people should look into the MK ultra background. Scary. He, but he changed. And, and in, uh, to, to align with what you were saying, my thought was just simply that something happened to him, that while he was in the hospital, mm -hmm. something sneaky happened or they gave him the wrong thing, whatever. And that's totally valid and possible. You know, either way, yeah. whatever happened, he's never really recovered. And even he says that, you know, it's yeah. like he's still coming back slowly. And that's a sad thing for somebody that was that intelligent and that important in the conversation at the time, you I know, that, but I feel like he was so very much his own thinker mm -hmm. previously nonpartisan he was that's yeah, what i'm saying not partisan all of really, them yeah so he, many of them it's like they, they, they have a certain you know something that got them to that status in the first place a free thinker right push against the grain and then they reach a certain level and then they just fall right in line yeah so, and yeah. i mean like even you know he had a conversation Joe uh, Rogan. <clears throat> yeah Excuse totally. Yeah. No, I, I would agree. I don't, you know, but see, I don't, let's, that's an interesting conversation to have. Cause I, I was just talking about Joe Rogan with uh, Steve, uh, you know, from Slow News Day. Hey, speaking of, you were on there this I morning. I was on this morning. Hey, oh, so, that's right. That's right. So, so check nice. it out. So, uh, One Love in the chat says, you did a wonderful job this morning on AM Wake Up. Oh, and oh, also that you. you look, that you look really far away. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, it's, yeah. It's because we're, we're both people. like, yeah. <laughs> we're also going to, yeah, we're going to deal with that next time. <laughs> we're just, we're just, we're winging it, guys. We're yeah. running and gunning. We're running and gunning here, folks. But, the, but yeah, and great. I'm glad you're on there. I love that show. I love those yeah. guys. They're doing a yeah, good job. I was job. on there last great. week or week before. Yeah. Big shout out to Steve and yeah. Wake Up. And, and Pasta, Pasta was just on Craig, your show. Yeah, Craig, yeah, yeah. Craig, yeah, yeah. yeah and they love you both. I just, I just had a great interview with, with Craig, by the way, about elections and stuff. And the same kind of thing. It was really great to have a conversation where we don't have the same opinion, you know, right. and I'm hardcore, like vote no one, you know, like I, I don't even think your vote matters and counts in the, in the broken system. In a, right. in a honest system, it's paramount, you know. But anyway, yeah, I love those guys. Check out AM Wake Up and all their other shows, Convo Couch, um, Slow News Day. But, but the interesting thing is about, um, uh, Joe Rogan, yeah. right? Everything okay? Yeah, everything's okay. good. Everyone say, Courtney, you got to be right up in your mic. Ooh. Right up on the mic. Just <laughs> like this. Be louder. All right, all right. Is, is that okay. Joe, that I've always had the impression, it's just an impression, 
I mean, to, 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 to kind of like already undermine my impression is that when, when Fauci first came in the scene, I didn't know who he was. And I was like, he seems like a regular old guy. And clearly I was wrong. You know, <laughs> clearly I was wrong. And that was just a, oh, what a first, old man. first what a impression, old man. but that's why they use people like that. You know, he's the old guy from New York, whatever, you know, just, just in, you know, trying to disarm you, you know, but the Joe Rogan always strike. He always, even to this point strikes me as someone that does what he thinks is right. But the, the se it's secondary to having the show be successful, which you can't even begrudge people. We're in this, I would argue, for the truth and breaking through at all costs. There's a lot of people out there that they believe in that, but it's more important than a successful show. And, you know, that's that's up to them. But the Spotify thing well, and everything else owned by Big Pharma. Well, look, hold, hold, let me let me flesh it out. I agree with you. I don't <laughs> I don't trust it. I, I question it all the time. I, I've made plenty of points where I question what his intentions were. Why didn't he say this or that? Right. But at the end of the day. It just doesn't strike me as someone that's like knowingly engaging in the minute. Again, Fauci, I could be wrong, you know, right. but I just I feel like like, for instance, he pushed back on that guy from Rolling Stone, made him look like a moron. Yeah, he really good. did make yeah. it. He that one thing exposed the entire lazy elitist kind of just regurgitating what you're supposed to say. Right. Uh, Barry Weiss kind of nonsense, mm -hmm. you know, where they just, oh, it's toady. I don't even know what that means. Let me look it up real quick. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's embarrassing. And that was important. I think that was more important than a lot of these other things that are focused on certain topics because it exposes that they are all part of some controlled mindset. Yeah. You know, I, I think, though, with him, there are strings on him. I agree. And I think I that's agree. really what it is. So I I often I, I harp on this a lot with people because people are so I feel like the term controlled opposition has become like the new conspiracy theory term. It's just a way to it's overused. Down. Yeah, it, it is. is. But it's real. But it's overused. It's very, it's very <laughs> real. But. I, I think it's a way to discredit someone instead oh, yeah. of actually dealing with, yeah, yeah. you know, the topic. You're right. The it's the conspiracy theory from the yeah. media kind of thing. Right. Totally. It's, it's, and it's, yeah. I think what people... It's the I independent think, media version of conspiracy theory yeah, for their own yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think the problem is that people forget we're dealing with humans. And it's not right. so black and white. It's nuanced. And the reality is everybody has controls. They just have different levels of control. Right. I mean, for some people, they have financial control. Some, for some people, it's familial control. For some people, you know, it's a, a personal, you know, maybe yeah. their, their fears, their desires, whatever. Like they're, you know, and then for some, some people, there really is a, you know, higher hand that's pulling totally. the strings. I, so a knowing one versus an unknowing one. Like you may exactly. not know those strings are necessarily like government manipulation. You right. think it's just Spotify and you know, exactly. yeah, or the, then there's the people that know they have a CIA handler. You know, it's exactly. Definitely different. Well, <laughs> so, very different thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, so here's the thing. It's like, so actually Jordan Peterson was on uh, last year somewhere, like 2021. And I was living in Oregon at the time in the height of just tyranny, dude. It was horrible. And we didn't know what was coming down the line. Like, we thought it was just going to get worse. Yeah. And Jordan Peterson goes on Joe Rogan. And, uh, you know, I know Jordan Peterson is like an expert on like authoritarian governments and like mm -hmm. totalitarianism. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's his one of his main things. And I was like, yeah. OK, he's going to get into it. They didn't mention it once the whole time. Like, dude, this is what everybody was tuning into here. So I feel like whether that conversation was intentionally steered the wrong way or not, I was oh, just yeah. like, I really felt like they really let everybody down with that. They talked yeah. about like the trans agenda for like the whole time, like three yeah. hours. Or yeah. like, right. I'm like, that's so disappointing. And that's the focus and, of the yeah, corporate yeah. meet. Like, yeah. like, God, who cares? But then the other thing too. Mm -hmm. So um, this was again, like sometime last year, like yeah. out or uh, Joe was coming up on like episode 1770, episode 1773. And I'm like, Oh, episode 1776. I wonder who he's going to get on for episode 1776. Right. Right. Because uh -huh. Alex Jones right, thing right, is like yeah. the answer to 1984 or 1776. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I wonder who he's going to get off. And you know who it was? He brought in some 
climate guy who worked on the Obama campaign. I'm like, you really didn't bring Alex on for 17 He probably didn't even think to what? relate it to the what? revolution or, you know. Uh, but he, brought, he brought him on for episode 9-11. I refuse to believe. He's not a history buff. So anyway, anyway, anyway. anyway. <laughs> no, no, Rogan? Rogan? Yeah. I, I, I was done with Rogan after 1776. Yeah, yeah. Well, but see, <laughs> yeah. to, to your point, I think that's the main thing to think about here is there's plenty of examples where you can argue that, it, like, well, that was a pulled punch, right? Mm-hmm. That wasn't honest, or you should have yeah. done this, or you should have done that. But you, may, maybe it's because he just doesn't want to get attacked that day. You know, it's like, or maybe he yeah. knows his handler told him to say it. Like, who knows where that falls in there somewhere? Yeah. Quit criticize it, right? Yeah. But it, it always comes down to being able to, you know, evidence, facts, proving things. Yeah. You know, if we don't know, then we don't know. And so that's where it has to fall. You know, it's right. like, I, look, I do the same thing as Alex Jones. You guys know my opinion, yeah, I but I will be objective to the end I because know. I don't know that. And I don't know for sure whether it's a, a choice or it's a, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I just I, have to play it back. I Rogan. I just feel like, I think in the beginning he was a much more, at least just, just observationally as like a complete outsider watching. I feel like he was just much more genuine. Before and, Spotify? Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah, there was just, and you know, at this point there's a, and, and I mean, I'm not a huge Rogan fan, to be honest. I listen because he has mm. he has great people on, obviously, you know, like I've had a lot of the same guests and, you know, I, 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 like hearing those conversations mm-hmm. but um but in general like that wasn't you know before before he had these big guests he wasn't like my cup of tea necessarily yeah um, i don't i don't watch him because the shows are just too long uh i'm just kidding yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah yeah he doesn't he doesn't claim to have a concise yeah, show yeah. so that's the problem yeah. well 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 let's so let's let's concise doesn't mean short but <laughs> exactly. i i leave it in there exactly, exactly. i really do these days yeah. just because it irritates certain people i love it but it's because it. it's sh- literally started as a 15 minute show yeah. it did it? It, a long long <laughs> time ago and it was me like really quickly going through these things and you know oh, oh, but and then it fleshed out where i wanted to get in and discuss and theorize I, I you meant Rogan. I was like, Wait, oh no 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 my show the, show the daily wrap-up he was making yeah. a joke about me about concise being in my because uh, i say yeah, yeah. concise a concise show dedicated to yeah. yeah like um yeah but here's the later. thing though here's why i, I maintain i would remove it if it was literally inaccurate yeah but it's it's a little bit because like it's long but concise means a lot of information yep. in a in a shorter like so when I, if I argue I'm doing yeah. two yeah. three days of news in three hours that's literally that's concise. concise. But you know people could argue it also means short. So I get it. But I, I leave it in there just to irritate this person that's always <laughs> like it's not concise. You can't say that. <laughs> that's so funny. But I feel like there is an element just when you observe a lot of the conversations like the one you brought up with Jordan Peterson there is a, an element where you start to wonder where he's directing and i peterson do, uh rogan. No, rogan okay i do yeah. feel like 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 for instance the plant medicine push i mean there's uh, it's like every other day he's talking about it and it's kind of like okay. see now that's a, I, I agree but i think that it's hard example for him because you can show a very clear Mm-hmm. Brain, like his whole career he's been mm-hmm. all about that direction so but but i'm with you like i would argue it's more important when you like it, and again I'd, i've seen him change a little bit over these last so many months but like yeah. the great reset for example yeah. like he'll get in these conversations with people where he should be asking these i mean his eye i mean he has bravo on all the or used to anyway who would scream yeah. in his ear about this stuff yeah. and he'll he'll kind of like poo poo things that we recently. all know are very very clearly happening yeah. and i'm just like damn it man like you know i don't know just, i feel like those ones are suspicious as hell to me because you see him go very far on some things, but then other times it's like, well, no, come on. You know what? He had Bravo on recently, and I thought Eddie Bravo did a hell of a good job. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah. Really, I, I try not to listen to, to Joe that much, but like I, I was like Eddie was on. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna listen. To that. And Sam Tripoli was on. Shout out to Sam Tripoli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. But uh, 
but I listened to the one with Eddie Bravo and Eddie just crushed it, dude. Mm. He was relentless with all the vaccine stuff and just brutal. It was awesome. But I felt like Joe was like, are you sure? I'm <laughs> like, he was playing that whole game, but Eddie was relentless. With it. I thought See, he did a good job. Eddie, I'll that's, he's the kind of person out. that is, like he's been called a conspiracy theorist for so damn long. Yeah. And so he's just, he has every right to be like, I yeah. fucking told you yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like all this stuff that you guys were yelling I mean, down. Same with uh, Alex and everybody else. You yeah, know, there's so many of these topics yeah. that have been clear for a long time. Well, probably oh. the greatest podcast in podcast history was the one with Eddie Bravo and Alex Jones on Joe Rogan. I mean, that's gotta well, be like, it's, it's a good show. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, it doesn't get much better. Yeah. Alex is an entertaining character. Yes, he really yeah. is. Yeah. Drunk, drunk Alex with Eddie that. Bravo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> The thing with Rogan that, that kind of gets me, and this is where my antenna goes up, um, and then I have to address the conspiracy theorist thing because I, I actually did a whole rant about this about how yeah. like people should not apologize for being conspiracy theorists. No, I but love I'll get it. To that in a second, right? Um, but I, I think what gets me that makes me kind of question is that Rogan was a like center left guy. I mean, mm. I know we're we're not talking about you know the two party illusion. Talk about but, whatever you but, want. You know, <laughs> no, 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 I know we're, we're we're not like falling you know prey to the paradigm, but mm -hmm. the, you know that's essentially where if you were going to put him on the spectrum, he was pretty much kind of like a center left kind of guy. Very quick point. Yeah, it's it's not necessary. My brother always says this to me too. It's they exist. People are Democrat Republican. Right. It's the idea that they are invested in the illusion of it, but they identify as that. Yeah. So he's that, and so on. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I would agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it has more to do with the voting paradigm and, yeah, and the, yeah. the dialectical attacks that they play. Um, but he, you know, that really kind of is where he stood. And now he's become like kind of this poster child for, you know, the, uh, I, I wouldn't say a lot of conservatives seem to think he's like, he, he's their man. It's strange. Isn't it? It's like, uh, wait, no. No. And, but he plays That's that. And then yeah, and then yeah. when you get engaged in these conversations, he argues against it. And then everybody's surprised he's arguing against it. But he's also falling into that. Well, I'm going to be your mascot. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. then watch me are, you know, not not follow through. And that's where I'm kind of like, OK, what's going on here? I mean, is this just innocent? I mean, I. We could give the benefit of the doubt, but I'm also kind of like with Spotify behind him. Yeah, how question it. Question it. Always. Yeah. Well, you know, what's really interesting that you just highlighted there is that. So it's obvious that he's not a right conservative like the way, but yet they want it. They love to frame as an alt-right extremist. Yeah. And what's funny is, so that framing very clearly comes from the corporate framing. Totally. And yet the Republicans themselves then buy it. Of course. Isn't that strange? Yeah. How does that even make sense? And it shows you the controlled manipulation. Yeah. And I it just, I, I'm so tired of how obvious all this stuff is, yeah. you know, and people still invest it, or maybe they don't. Maybe it's all an illusion. And I hope that's the reality. So I think we're starting to see that more and more. Yeah, that we always fall into that. Like, how can everybody not see this? Uh -huh. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. Maybe that's where we are. See it. I yeah. think, and I think more and more people are starting to wake up and see it. So this brings us to why people need to stop apologizing for being a conspiracy theorist. Because it's literally, a, it's just a scientific method. You know, you can't, okay, conspiracies exist. In fact, they can only survive in the dark. And I think it's incumbent on the light to be shown on it. It's a legal expose term. Them. It's a legal it term. Is. It's a real thing. Right. Yeah. You conspire. Really exactly. <laughs> And a theory is that's a scientific process. Right. You put forth a theory. You can't find answers if you don't put forth a hypothesis. So people don't I, even break the words down. Like we're theorizing about how they're conspiring to control things. I'm not saying it's a fact. I'm saying this yeah, is a theory. It's a theory. I have, you know? Well, what's funny is when people say that's a conspiracy theory, they don't think the breakdown of those words. Yeah. Right. That, that's that, that's the whole CIA manipulation is it just means fake. Yeah. It's a it's a clumsy sidestep from thinking and yeah. logic. You know, they just oh, it's very theory. Yeah. 
And it's just, it's over. You and know? I always bring up that everybody's heard me say, anybody who's listened to me enough has heard me say it, but it was literally document 1035-960 in 1967. The CIA weaponized right. the term in order mm. to avert any investigation into the Warren Commission. Right. Well, and in general, just use it as an easy way to dismantle any yep. real arguments or, you know, information. And we've seen this admitted. We've seen it talked about. And it's still, I mean, what's funny to me is that we have provable discussions or even how what's even funnier is that they'll like with the ukraine discussion when that all started they come out and go crisis actors and and false flags and we're like what ned price did you just say that like this you know this is the u.s government who's acting like those things don't exist but then throwing it at the feet of russia so clearly they're real then so you can't pretend like it's outlandish to bring it up you know if that's my point though is that we're getting to this position where they've literally lost control of how these things overlap I mean, that's I keep I used to make I used to say this analogy all the time is that, you know, you if you're as the government and any government for that matter, if you're lying about everything, everything, eventually you're going to try to make a new lie and you're going to have to step on a previous lie to sell that. And that's what's happening. We're watching it fall apart. I just wonder why they were so clumsy. I do think it's because they're about to aggressively push us into what's happening right now. I think there's a timeline that we don't see like something driving it seriously. But Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think the conspiracy theory thing is lazy. And I so do lazy. think most people don't buy it. No, yeah. not anymore. Like, yeah. like, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. there's a six month difference, right? <laughs> yes. Proud anti-vaxxer conspiracy theorist right here. <laughs> All yeah. day long. Well, I think, I think that's a, a good place to, to wrap it there. Unless you got anything else that you wanted to get into. Dude. I mean, we got so much, so, but that's, that's fantastic that we can just riff for an hour. And yeah. Just, yeah. Right. I mean, I, we, I, awesome. I opened up one tab. I've got like, I mean, <laughs> I they, they probably saw it. <laughs> I've got all these tabs. I just showed them. Well, well, so oh, that's I, for that's for the next daily wrap up. We'll get into that later. I mean, I got this one here. I mean, this is just this is just so insane. Okay, so here's the headline. This is Yahoo News, right? Oh, wait, uh, is this the one you sent? I'll bring it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, you want me to send it? To, do I have a way to send it to you? Do you have it? Uh, just type in just type in uh, diaper anti-abortion. It's a Yahoo News article. It pops up right at the top. Let's see, go ahead, go ahead and start talking about. So it, basically, right? the the article. This is Yahoo News. It says America is facing a diaper crisis, and the anti-abortion movement is making it worse. Implication being that you know. We're having a diaper shortage, folks. So I think what we're gonna have to do is just kill more babies. You know, that's the only solution, obviously. But but then when you read the content of the article, basically it's just a hit piece on this pro-life organization called Heartbeat International, and they're basically saying that Heartbeat International is really just doing more harm than good. Um, and they're saying that they're not really allocating their resources very well. It says blah 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 blah. The organization, in addition to other AACs, is doing more harm than good. Heartbeat International is an interdenominational Christian organization that claims to serve 2,850 pregnancy help centers, maternity homes, and nonprofit adoption agencies in over 65 countries, blah, blah, blah. This makes them the world's largest affiliate network for pregnancy centers. And then they go on to say, well, they actually only provide like, uh, you know, like one stroller per family or just all this. Like, they're basically just, just nitpicking and, t- and trying to talk smack on this organization for, for trying to help families that are, uh, you know, looking for alternatives to murdering their child. I guess. So I don't it's know. just, it's just so much, it's a, such a political lens. I mean, what a ridiculous, I mean, just the headline America's yeah. facing a diaper crisis in the, like, how, like really like that's, I mean, th- so we're going to, we're going to get upset about someone like Alex Jones or anybody talking about this discussion, because how dare you mention the families and the kids and you're going to, you're going <laughs> to overlap something like this. I mean, it's just so ridiculous. These people have no shame and yeah. they don't care. They'll do everything they claim he shouldn't and we shouldn't and so on. It's just ridiculous. I mean, so I, but I would argue things like this, like the whole Roe versus Wade wedge issue and this kind of stuff. 
I don't even think they care about this stuff. No, like most no. of them, it's all about just getting us to chip at each other about these different conversations and, well, and never goes anywhere. It always stays in the, you know, middle of it all. Argue that politicians don't care that if they just use it as tools, as political tools. But I, I would argue that the, you know, the, the people behind them do care. The people in general. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, like, well, I, but I would I, say so the I, politicians. So I really feel like it's, it's kind of like the politicians are almost like mid-level management, right? Totally. And I, I don't I even think, think they know what's going on. People <laughs> the top care because it is a spiritual battle. And that's, that abortion is a huge part of their eugenics movement. You mm -hmm. know? So I, I think they actually do care. And then the people mm -hmm. you know, who don't know any better and are being manipulated through these attacks. They care. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't mean to say that abortion is not an important issue because, I mean, it very much is an important issue. Right. I mean, um, it's not. But yeah. I, but, the, but the politicians, most of them, I, I don't think they care about most of the issues. No. Right. They just they want to Whatever is a tool to get them elected. And right. same thing with the news agencies. They just want these yep. issues, these headlines so that they can just keep getting clicks. And we just clicked on that article twice between the two of us. Yeah. So. Right. Right. Good job, Yahoo <clears throat> News. Well, <laughs> Woo. I think that the it, it, what it comes down to is that we have politicians in positions like the Senate, the you know, Congress yeah. in general that have no clue what's going on. That they really don't really know. Don't. They think they do. Mm -hmm. Some of them may have, you know, special insight, but most of them, like the, you know, Maxine Waters out there are just being told what's going on. They think they've got, they know the guy in the CIA, they, they know everything, you know, and they're, they're more lost than anybody, you know? Yeah. And so I, but like, even to that point, you're, you're right. At some level, like you can tie the very clear, the, the whole parent, Planned Parenthood conversation back to the classical eugenics oh, concept. Yeah. But today they're mass murdering people with these injections across the country. So it's almost like that's a secondary point now, you know, it's like, it's interesting, but the overall point is that they pump those kind of stories out there. Like, so a diaper crisis. Yeah. So your first point is to go, they're aborting babies. Therefore that it's like, my God, think about the shamelessness it takes to make that article. You know, so this applies great. to damn near everything we're talking about. And this is exactly why what we're building yeah. is super important. Yeah. So we can change things. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, just so we can change this view, so we can open up a have a a, a community of other news creator of other content creators yeah. that yeah. aren't afraid to speak about these. So, things. so and Ryan, I, I want to say, I want to, I make sure we got to do two things. Yeah, so, yeah, that was, that was oh, yeah. I was going to say next. Go ahead. But, but number one is <laughs> apparently the audio didn't work in the very beginning. I don't know how long that went, and we have 150 more people now than there were in the beginning of the episode. Mm -hmm. oh, no. Why don't you tell the people again what we got going on? Dude? Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I think that they heard us either way. I think yeah. they heard us go on about it afterward. But the bottom line is, we are starting something new. And I'll, I'll just read the the opening I wrote for that that again um, in general. So th basically, what we're doing is starting a new media platform, and it's meant to be an umbrella kind of co-op of news organizations, content creators, starting with us and hopefully broadening out into more people, so we can start have a community of creators that aren't afraid about. It, I mean, everything we just talked about today, you know, so we're able, we have a space where we can speak freely and not worry about this stuff. And as I wrote, introducing Pirate Stream Media, a new platform of dedicated content creators focused on circumventing the tightly controlled, manipulated and outright censored media space of today, both corporate and independent media, with a commitment to objectivity, integrity and a stark awareness of the two party illusion. Yeah. And, and this is I mean, and to be quite honest, I mean, these are. It's it's open to pretty much. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how quickly we're going to start bringing people in and so on. We got to establish everything. We're going to probably we have websites and and uh, piratestreammedia.com and all this different stuff coming your way. But this was meant to be kind of the flagship discussion, just to say, welcome, it's coming. We're building this. And oh, and the other point was simply that Pirate Stream Media is the organization. And we're going to be doing our own thing. Uh, haven't really defined how often and when and so on, but we're going to be doing our own thing. Just the three of us, mm -hmm. no matter how big this grows. 
Uh, and we'll have a name for that. We're toying with that. We're not going to say anything just yet, but <laughs> yeah. we have a couple of cool ideas coming your way. Um, Stay and, tuned. Folks. Yeah. And so that's ultimately the main part of this. And you guys know where pirate stream comes from. I think I'll give Scott the credit for that. That was your idea. And I yeah, think, that but, was... but Ryan pioneered the whole idea of pirate streaming. <laughs> yeah, right. And so, man, and so here it is came full circle. And yeah. And, and I, I really do like the name. I think it's a great idea. So I awesome. think it's, it, it's exactly what we're trying to say. Yeah, you know, we're, exactly. we're the new pirate radio essentially. And we're going to keep yep. pushing, yep. you know? So, yep. And then, okay. And then so, lastly, so yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you guys, if you are in the Nashville, yeah. Tennessee, Alabama, Kentucky, area we got and you're bored you're looking for something to do this weekend we got something for you this saturday courtney what's going on you're awesome thank you <laughs> yeah so i'm doing an event this weekend it's saturday it's going to be at expression city which is in brentwood tennessee and i will be performing aerial acrobatics i will also be nice. doing a speech i'm going to talk about my my birth story and i'm going to talk about how we can use movement as a tool to overcome adversity in other areas of life and uh, also build resiliency, autonomy, and take ownership of our free will and our health. And then Jay Dyer is going to be doing a speech about the global elites and yeah. talk about why it is you need to take care of yourself <laughs> and yes. build resiliency and autonomy because there are people who want to control you and they want you sick and unhealthy and dependent. So... Yeah, so that's going to be this weekend, and yeah. my portion of the evening, for those who can't make it in person, will be live-streamed, but only people who come in person can uh, see Jay's speech. So There you go. So you guys, just come on out. If you go to what? CourtneyTurner.com. Go to CourtneyTurner.com, and it's like, I spell my name like Courtenay. <laughs> T-E-N-A-Y. Yes. And you'll see a section that says Aerial and Speaking Events. And click on there, and you will find the tickets. And Absolutely. if nothing else, just come out and come hang out. You know, we're yeah, gonna be, right. we're gonna be hanging out. I'm going to provide wine media. and some beverages yeah. and some light refreshments. So if you have no interest in seeing me perform or speak or hearing Jay speak, yeah. then just come for that. Just come hang out, dude. It'll be <laughs> awesome. It'll be like a little uh, truth or meetup. It'll be a hardcore truth or meetup. It'll yeah, yeah, it's a good good way to meet new people yes. and, and spread ideas. And so yes. we'll make sure and include that in the show notes. Make sure you send that yes. my way, and I'll put it in there for everyone to check out. And, Get people going there and, and to that point you made there it's because you know you need it's ownership for your own actions no one's going to come do it for you yeah. the government's not going to save you president's not going to save you take ownership of your own life i think that's a, a great message in general to end on but you know thank you, you all for let being other here. people dictate your fate yeah exactly it's all it's you know that it's like we made this conversation about police the other day oh it wasn't with us but the idea that ultimately even even police and law enforcement when's the last time they swung in and rescued you from a problem it's usually after the fact you know uh -huh. you need to protect yourself you need to take care of yourself you need to prep for yourself it's all you know i mean really that's a foundational concept of any kind of representative government self-owners you know self uh, responsibility yeah. you know that's all what it comes down to but thank you all for being here today and i do think this is an important growing concept that you're going to see a lot more coming out of and make sure you check out rebunked and courtney turner podcast.com is that what the what's yeah. it again okay and and you know lots more coming your way and the daily wrap-up as well coming up next anything coming new for rebunked coming soon Oh man! Uh, well, I've got a whole bunch of interviews the next couple of weeks. You know, I just had it's David Ike on on yeah. Monday, so awesome. big, uh, big episode of David Ike, which should be on my channel right now. So outstanding, yeah. outstanding. Yeah, cool. Anything you, you shouted it out? Yeah. Anything else? The Courtney Turner podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm, I think uh, the next one's going to be with Dr. Andy Kaufman. Ooh. Oh, nice, good yeah. one, good one. Yeah, he's an interesting guest. I've had him on a few times. I really do like his stance on all this because it's not as specific as many people try to make it out to be. He's well, he has some nuance he's, to it. He's primary uh message is that he's not making claims he's refuting yeah right 
prior claims, yeah. and he's poking holes in the evidence that is faulty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he and Denny Rancourt should get together. I think those two overlapping make a really interesting. He's coming from the side of the the research and the data showing you not that you can prove that it doesn't exist, but prove that using data you can prove that it was possible that it didn't even need anything to make this happen. Right. And he proved this. I mean, it's undeniable. So okay. it's interesting overlap there. But oh, I want to say, uh, Sarah, Sarah Wagner threw a tip in the tip jar. Thank you, Sarah. Appreciate nice, it. nice, awesome. Well, thank you guys. And as always, question everything. Come to your own conclusions. Yeah. Stay vigilant. <laughs> as, as I have the, not, the thing not lined up as usual. <laughs> <That's> all, right. <laughs> all right. See you next time. Peace.